Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series three, episode 89 of this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we continue with our study of the Come Follow Me materials, studying March the 22nd uh, to March the 28th, which covers Doctrine and Covenants section 29. And today we're looking at the section which covers verses 31 to 35 within that section, all things unto me are spiritual. So, little uh, five verses here, but I think there are an interesting five verses talking about the idea that everything to the Lord is uh, spiritual, and that the commandments he has given, none of them are temporal. And then, of course, we have the point of, well, but there are some very temporal things, surely, you know, things like the word of wisdom, which deals with very physical objects that we partake uh, the law of tithing, which deals with money, which is a very temporal thing. But of course, um, we learn that the whole pre- premise and concept behind them are spiritual. That the spirit is developed and gained through these um, commandments. Uh, it says, verses 31 to 32, For by the power of my spirit created I them, yea, all things, both spiritual and temporal. First spiritual, secondly temporal which is the beginning of my work, and again, first temporal and secondly spiritual, which is the last of my work. Now, I find this interesting because when you think about kind of the the processes of things in the creation and the beginning of his work, if there, if there can be a beginning, as he has no end, um, the beginning of this work that he is doing, then yes, it was done spiritually first and temporally. We read in uh, Moses chapter 4, which of course... Uh, we had, um, I think by now, had been had been translated or had been worked on, or at least was being worked on by Joseph Smith. Um, this idea that there is a spiritual creation first, then the temporal. We live before this life of spirits, before we came down to earth physically, uh, just like everything was planned and created spiritually first, before it was reduced temporally, it was actually physically created. But then when the work comes to an end in the second coming in the millennium and so on. Uh, we have a temporal change, lots of temporal changes first uh, before the spiritual. It relates to, again, um, the gospel um, being preached. So when the Saviour came to the earth, it was preached first to the uh, first to the people of Israel. In fact, it's Christ specifically said that it wasn't to be preached unto the Gentiles until he left. So the Israelites were first, the people of Israel, and then came the Gentiles who received the gospel. But in the last days, it came to Gentiles first, uh, and then it's being it's being brought to the houses of Israel as they are gathered. Uh, they are last in this case. Um, and I like kind of that symmetry uh, that happens in this work. And I'm sure there's many other places where, if you look closely beyond the creation and the end, and you also look at the, the preaching of the gospel, I think if you look beyond those, there's other examples of things being first and then last and then last and first. And I just think it's an interesting uh, parallel uh, that runs through um, the work. You can identify what is part of his work when you look at that pattern. Um, but let's have a little bit, a little bit more look of a look at this spiritual and temporal idea and how there isn't anything temporal. Um, in verse 34, it says, Wherefore, verily I say unto you, that all things unto me are spiritual, and not at any time have I given unto you a law which is temporal, neither any man 
and all the children of men, neither Adam your father whom I created. This is an important point, and this is indirect, because I think sometimes we read these verses and we think, why, why are these things being put in these sections? This has been put in this section specifically because one of the things that the six elders were debating was the role of Adam and Eve in the fall, um, you know, the importance of that, the nature of that, and did that have to happen and why did it have to happen? Um, so, of course, addressing Adam and the fact that the law that he was given was spiritual and not temporal, even though, again, it was a very physical thing of taking of a fruit and eating it. The actual taking of the fruit and eating it wasn't in itself a bad thing. It was the spiritual implication of being given a commandment and not following that commandment. Um, and I think that um, it helps us to understand more just the nature of that um interaction between Heavenly Father and, and Adam. Uh, Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf said this, quote, The two great commandments to love God and our neighbour are a joining of the temporal and the spiritual. It is important to know that these two commandments are called great because every other commandment hangs upon them. In other words, our personal family and church priorities must begin here. All other goals and actions should spring from the fountain of these two great commandments, from the love for God and for our neighbour. Like two sides of a coin, the temporal and spiritual are inseparable. This means to me that spiritual life is is first is first of all of all a life. It is not to be merely something to be known and studied. It is to be lived. Unfortunately, there are those who overlook the temporal because they consider it less important. They treasure the spiritual while minimizing the temporal. While it is important to have our things inclined toward heaven, we miss the essence of religion if our hands are also not inclined toward our fellow man, close quote. I love that insight by Elder Rutdorf because we do have a danger of um, kind of focusing on the spiritual. We talk about how important the spiritual is and how it all hinges on the spiritual. And to a point, it probably does. But, but then we take that and then we think, oh, well, we'll just focus on spiritual stuff then and what we define as spiritual things. But... Spiritual and temporal, whilst all commandments given are spiritual in nature, there is temporal aspects of life that we cannot ignore, such as providing uh, for those in need, uh, such as, like I mean, the things I mentioned before, the paying of tithing and the living of the word of wisdom, very physical acts. Um, because don't forget that, you know, we have the sacrament as a very physical act, but has a very spiritual undertone and undercurrent and meaning uh, if we partake of it. Uh, with the right intent and the right pur purpose of mind each week, because then we will really feel of that um, sanctification that comes, and we really do. Um, in verse 35, uh, it says, Behold, I give unto him that he should be an agent unto, I gave unto him that he should be an agent unto himself, and I gave unto him a commandment, but not a temporal commandment gave I unto him, for my commandments are spiritual, they are not natural or temporal neither carnal nor sensual. This idea of being an agent uh, was quite a revolutionary one at the time of Joseph Smith. Um, being in, uh, not a free agent, I don't like the word free agency because as Elder Christopherson has taught, it's, it doesn't exist for a start and it, isn't, it wasn't free, it was bought with a price. Um, but we are an agent unto ourselves to make those choices. Um, we have the ability to make choices and to choose. Uh, and our Heavenly Father wished it for be, to be that way, uh, because otherwise 
life would not have the purpose it does today. Um, in a, um, an L, and N. Eldon Tanner said this, quote, Let us never forget that we are the architects of our own fates. God is not responsible for the consequences of our acts. He gives us the word, the truth, and the rules to follow and to opportunity to learn and to act and to progress. Close quote. This is the way the plan had to work. And as we go into the final episode tomorrow, we'll be looking at the actual fall and what that did for us and also the atonement and why that was an important step. This all was not plan B. Uh, Heavenly Father knew that Adam will partake of that fruit. In fact, he it was needed, it was necessary, so that we could have a saviour uh, to, to help us uh, along the way and to recognise the need to build humility into our lives uh, and the recognition of God's great power and mercy in our lives. So, thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed this study. Um, please do follow the podcast you on Facebook. That's Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. You can also email session at gmail.com. It would be great for you to leave a review of really help and for you to share the podcast with at least one other person that you think may be interested. Thank you very much for listening and until we meet again.